When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Daily Stock Day Trading Podcast in my ears Guiding me through my hopes and fears Tune in daily, don't miss a single show Sign up for the newsletter, let us help you grow Taking risks, making moves, seeking success Together we'll conquer, no room for any less Listen now Good morning, it is Friday, January 7th, uh, what, 19th? <laughs> um, yeah, Friday. Happy Friday. It is a great Friday here in Atlanta. Uh, it is a good day. I am I'm going to go over uh, the Dave Portnoy situation, which is absolutely entertaining as F. Entertaining as F. I mean, just we're back in retail. We're back to GameStop. We're back to him talking about his penis shriveling up like a turtle. Uh, we're talking about him uh, having diamond hands. We're talking about all this stuff, um, but I'm going to go into that, but I do want to go over some things before I get into that. Um, uh, yeah, and Chris, by the way, kudos again. He, he bought into K-A-M-N, just so you guys know. He's held it for years, I guess. It's a helicopter manufacturer. just got bought. Your boy, Chris, kudos to you. Just made 100%. In like 10 minutes, 100% in like 10 minutes. Well, he's held it for a year, so it's not 10 minutes. It's not one of those uh, Wall Street bets types of things. But they're getting bought. Uh, Chris, I would say, hey, uh, get out at that price that they're agreeing to buy it at uh, or close to it. Uh, That would be my thing. But high five, man. Super, super great job. Uh, QQQ, I, I said it yesterday, and I said it in the newsletter. If you're not subscribed to the newsletter, the newsletter is free. I have no idea why you're not subscribed to the newsletter. I constantly, um, you know, I'm shocked at how many people subscribe every day. So I want to remind people, subscribe to the newsletter. I said yesterday, we're in a range, okay? I provided the chart. It's in the newsletter. It's part of the free newsletter. Yes, there is a paid portion of the newsletter. But during the week, the newsletter is free, the educational part on the weekends, I do get uh, everybody starts uh, has been uh, touting this education series. Part three is coming up. Part three is coming up this weekend. Let me see what I'm going to talk about. Uh, I'm going to talk about PE. I'm going to talk about Golden Cross and Death Cross. I'm going to talk about di- about divergence. I'm going to talk about why I chose the four hour time frame versus other time frames, how you can use other time frames. Those are the four things I will discuss this weekend in the educational newsletter. That will be down here. Uh, so those four things, it might turn out to be three things because I might get into detail. I don't like to make it more than a five to six minute read for people uh, because I do link out to articles and videos. So it turns into be like a half hour kind of research thing. But I think 30 minutes of your time for the weekend is a good enough time to actually go back and look at charts. So let's take a look at the QQQ chart, okay? I said we're in this range. 
This range goes back to the middle of December, okay, where we started that, that rise up. I didn't include this portion in the range, and the reason I didn't include this portion in the range was because we didn't hold there for very long. Uh, it, this was a range that we broke out of in, in November. We had that nice little consolidation. Well, is this consolidation? And then you decide if this is consolidation and we hold above or below it, where are we going? And so my thought is if we hold today higher than 412 and that low on the candle is higher than 412, we have broken out above this, we're going to all-time highs. And it's not saying that all of a sudden we're at 500 on the Qs. That doesn't mean we're at 500 on the Qs. It just means the direction of the near-term market. Remember, for long-term, you have to go to a longer time frame. And if we pull this volume shelf back, um, and you can use volume shelves on TrendSpider uh, kind of as almost a guide to where people are holding, you can see the, the, the real shelf here is at 370. So 370 is where, where if we fall back, that would be the fallback to it. If we just do, uh, if we pull this back here uh, and we pull that back and we just do an autofib uh, and then we refresh it here um, just so we're refreshed, you can see, look at the volume right at 360. Look at 383 would be the first one to pull back to. Uh, right now we're at 415 in pre-market. Um, so you want to use all of these tools and understand what these tools mean uh, in TrendSpider. Now, the MACD is super high. The RSI is super high. Do I think, you know, short-term trading, if you're looking at short-term trading, you're not looking at the weekly chart. That's kind of the point. You have to look at other charts. You have to look at other time frames. My thing is, hey, I just bought the QQQ and I bought TQQQ to leverage myself. Well, I bought them for a, a little bit longer than a week. So I've been holding, I think, for a week and a half. I don't know. But uh, let's talk about some stocks. AMD continuing its run. All-time highs, 165. Uh, if we pull this back to a weekly, remember the algorithm got you in at 149. The algorithm uh, doesn't do as well as buying and holding. I have bought and held this. I have consistently added to it. My last add to this was I think at about 104, 105 when it pulled back, it, right about here in October. Um, it got down below the 109 where I added here back in March. And I said, you know, I, I'm just going to add more. Just going to add more. It was I, I added at 109 maybe here in May. But I did add them under under 100 here in uh, May, March 27th, March in March. So I've added about four times this year, and I am being greeted with all time highs. And and, and if you look, this is where the all time highs were, a uh, high of 164. So we're trading right now at 165. Um, yeah, we've got all time highs. This is double double top out there. Uh, trim. Trim. I will be trimming this stock. I absolutely will be trimming this stock. Uh, Kramer, uh, a couple nights ago, I was watching uh, kind of in, just in the background. He said he liked Snowflake. Um, well, Snowflake is in my portfolio. I've told you guys, I trade this between 150 and 200. It's at 186. It bounced right off there. Uh, are we going back up there? I don't know, but I trimmed up here at 197. Before it got to 200, I trimmed. I will be buying back more starting at about 160. 186 is where you're at now. In the uh, the algorithm, uh, the algorithm has you in or out. It has you out. So you're not in. 
Kramer said he liked it. You know, all of a sudden, we lost a few. Uh, Etsy. This is one that I hold at a significantly higher uh, price point. It's getting interesting. And it's getting interesting because it's just lost. Um, The MACD is super low. The RSI is super low. Um, The algorithm doesn't have you in. This came up in my personal scan and I wanted to bring it up so that everybody knows um, that I am in this one. When we look at a long term of this one, it has just been a loser. I think the brand alone is worth more than it is right now. And I think they'll do very, very well. Another one that I scanned um, that is on my watch list that I've been keeping an eye on, and I think I've brought it up a couple times, is uh, DraftKings. DraftKings, I wrote up, it's held up remarkably well during this time frame that uh, that that the NASDAQ was really trading in this. You can see between 34 and 31, uh, I was waiting for it to get under 30. We now have confirmation it is just soaring. It is up 0.83% at 37.85. They just got an upgrade. So if we go over here to Snowflake, I think it was Stifle that up, or no, I'm sorry, DraftKings. We have to look at DraftKings. Uh, I think it was Stifle that upgraded them. Let's see. The average target price is $40.58. Stifle with a price target of $45. Super Bowl's coming up. You got March Madness coming up. DraftKings, they've done a remarkable job. Understand, they are losing money. But they have said at some point in time in the first quarter of this year, they think they might be profitable. If that's pushed out, maybe, maybe that this price point gets a little bit pulled back. But DraftKings is one that I will be adding to. I'm not sure I'm going to add it to it right now. I wish I would add it at that 34.54 where the algorithm got you in. Um, algorithm makes you 53% on this. Buying and holding makes you 66%. Understand your average win is 21% on this. And, and the biggest thing with the algorithm, it saves you. It just provides you some protection. So, uh, it's one that you want to look at. Now, yesterday I talked about seeking alpha, um, the, the picks. And if you go to the newsletter and we look at yesterday's newsletter, you'll see it's, it's the top of the newsletter. I included some things. I am not allowed to talk about this and the the specifics until February 8th or so, but Scott did subscribe yesterday. I hope that you'd subscribe. It's 99 bucks a year. You don't have to be a Seeking Alpha Premium member f- uh, to get into it. I will be providing more information on that. Hold off on buying it. Um, Scott, great job in buying it. I do think my, my, my point back to Scott was, I don't promote things that I don't believe in. So they did give me a a comp one. It was just yesterday. I played around with it. I like it. Um, I agreed to get the the service and promote it. But understand, I think you should hold off on buying it until you can actually, um, until I can review it and and give you some guidance. Because they're going to allow me to, to basically tell you what these buys are and why. The, the biggest thing is the, the why, and that's why I like it. I was doing my, uh, my, uh, my portfolio analysis, and I noticed that SMCI um, was one where the margins uh, – this was an article from Seeking Alpha. Dude talks about the margins and how uh, revenue is not growing, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I scrolled down, and I went to the conclusion, the summary. He says, ultimately, we expect that SMCI will go successful, profitable company for years, however, with increasing gross margins and blah, blah, blah. And he just talks about it. And then I went down to the comments, and, and the analysts reply – Probably two days after he wrote this, 
SMCI recently released guidance, and that was today. That shows the company should beat top-line growths in Q2 and re-accelerate. Overall, the thesis was based on one slowing growth, margin weakness, and expanding valuation. It would appear current prices and potential future results, number one, slowing growth, and number three, which is an expanding valuation, are no longer concerns. SMCI got an upgrade. They gave incredible guidance today. It is up 10%. Joe, if you're listening, Joe, master. Joe is the master on this. He sold out at that 350. I've been saying this at that 350 price point. Um, take some profits. I did not. I, I took a little bit, not much. I am in a brokerage account, so I have a tax event. And because I've gained so much, it is a significant tax event. It would change my tax uh, portfolio for the year if I were to take that profit. Now, do I regret that? Probably at some point in time, but not in a company like this that is going to get back to it. What am I doing? I am adding in my retirement account, uh, retirement account to this. Right now, you're at 351. You've got earnings on this coming up on January 29th. This was a preview of the earnings. What you have to understand is if we hold this 350 for the next couple of days, I would say that's probably a good sign for earnings. Right now, I would not add to it over this 350 price point. That's a solid, solid gain. And it, it's hard um, for me to, to recommend this at this height. It doesn't mean it's overvalued. Because if we look at the weekly, you, you've gotten out of this range. We talked about the range on QQQ. I put this range in. We're above this range now. We're probably going to these all-time highs. The all-time high was uh, 357. Right now, you're at 354. You're touching that today. It is hype. Just understand, any reaction in the market is overreaction. Until you get these actual earnings, it is hype. Are you going to 400 on the earnings? Maybe. I mean, this is not overvalued whatsoever. If we look at SMCI, and and again, they, they said their main problem is not having the chips. They're able to pass the cost along to the customers. The PE is 28. The forward PE with their expected earnings is 15. This is up 9% year to date. Performance over one year, 267. The average target price, 372. Now, in December, Susquehanna moved them down to negative with a 160. This is a douche. This is a douche who's rolling the roulette wheel and saying, oh my God, the valuation's crazy. We're going to go back down to 160. Don't listen to a douche. Don't listen to a douche. You can see there were some people selling out in pretty large volumes at 252. Are these people who sold 50,000 shares? Uh, the president and CEO, the director, are they upset at 252? Nah, they probably bought some house in France with that 12 million bucks. That's all they were doing. They weren't signaling anything. Um, they were just at the year end being able to take some profits because this one had run up so much. So my thesis on this one remains the same. It is a cheap way to get into the uh, the NVIDIA trade, a very cheap way. Um, Nat Gas. <laughs> so I, I looked at Nat Gas and, and I was uh, reading this report. Um, uh, Nat Gas crashed yesterday and it's down 7% again today. This is your boil. Boil is out on the algorithm. Boil actually made you 15%. On the algorithm, you could have gotten out much higher. Once you lost confirmation, you should have gotten out. It's a triple levered ETF. The reason for Nat Gas. So everybody's saying, "Hey, winter is cold. Why is Nat Gas going down?" 
Well, December was one of the warmest Decembers in the history of, 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 of the world. It was higher. Uh, you know, if you remember, we had warm December. What happened was demand was down for nat gas. So even though January, we're having a super cold January, the problem is we didn't deplete the the uh, the great abundance of natural gas that we've been pumping out in December. So while supply uh, just kind of you know sat there and we had a ton of supply, what's happening now is we're just going through the December supply. So even though you would think, oh, it's a cold winter and demand went up, we're just going through that. By the way, SMCI at 362. Crazy, crazy. It's running. I mean, it's absolutely running. Um, but Boyle is not one to get into. KOLD, uh, KOLD, you still lose on the algorithm here. I would probably trade it on the, the, the 65 minute. But because uh, uh, Boyle ran up for, uh, what, I think a year and a half, Boyle was running up. You can see this this trend line in KOLD that I put way back. I think this was way back in 2022 that I put this trend line in. And you can see the volumes in KOLD because everybody said, Nat gas has to crash. Well, it didn't crash. Now you're seeing the leveling off. I would probably expect KOLD to be back down around 21. And logic would point you towards that, but it's not. Uh, Coinbase is one that I looked at yesterday because I heard uh, Joe Terranova, I think it was, on CNBC. He's a great um, chartist. He understands charts. He understands fundamentals. I really like when he does this. And what he said was, how low does coin go? He thinks that it's 110 bucks, And the reason he says it's $110, because it was around the June lows. And so when you're looking at this one, I, I think... Um, you know, you're looking at, let's go back to, do, 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 do. here it is, $110 right here. This is the July run-up where it was re rejected off. He thinks that provides you a, a good enough support line um, in this realm. And he said 110. I would go as far as like 108, but if you want to do 110, uh, you can see the volume shelf. If we just pull this back, the volume shelf here, and we're going to get rid of um, every annotation, remove all annotations. There we go. And we're going to pull this volume shelf here. Look at where that shelf is. It is about 103. So if you want to look at getting into coin, I, the valuation's nuts. I don't know how they're going to make money, um, from, uh, you know, basically holding Bitcoin. The forward PE is 390 bucks. The forward PE, that's their expected earnings. Average target price, 121. That's where you're sitting right now, 121. Do not get into this until you have some type of confirmation because you have no confirmation right now. This is the four hour. And, and the algorithm got you out with a nice 97% gain. So if you have the algorithm, kudos. But understand, you know, it's not one to get into. Now, Oxy. Warren Buffett has been steadily accumulating shares at the bottom of this 12-month range. We talked about range. Look at where he's been buying. He's due for another buy. So is Warren Buffett going to buy Oxy here? Oxy is part of the core portfolio. Uh, the dude already owns like 21% of this. You can see clearly down here at 56, that's where the average VWAP is when we go pull it back. If we just look at it, let's look at a weekly on this one because this is one that you probably don't want to necessarily trade. If we pull this volume shelf here, and we pull it to where it kind of pulled in May 2022. That's where you've gotten into this range. 
and we just look at this uh, this kind of you know look trading range right here. And if we look and we pull this back, and I'm going to pull this back here, and we just look at an auto fib, and we refresh this so that we can get the auto fib right there, you can see um, we're sitting at the bottom. We're sitting at the bottom of this range. So would I buy it here? Energy to me is just tough. But I saw this and I said, you know, I, I, I'd like to at least provide, I am holding Oxy. Full disclosure, I am holding Oxy. I am holding Oxy around $58, I think, is my average price point because I've been adding to it. Um, but yeah, Oxy, Warren Buffett, he's in this one. Uh, StockTwits.com. This is a newsletter that I subscribe to. I really, really like these guys. This is the Dave Portnoy stuff that I told you about. So what did Dave Portnoy do? Yesterday, he got into Spirit Airlines uh, and he said he bought a ton of it. What did the uh, inverse do? We can look at Spirit Airlines and I'm going to go to a five-minute chart so that we can do this. This was around um, 1230 yesterday that he bought into, uh, into, uh, into it. I think he bought at about $5. I think that's when he bought. Um, and we can look. This is a one-hour chart. Let's see. Uh, oh, no. I want a – let's do this. Let's get out of the strategy tester so that I'm not in this. And we're going to go to a 30-minute, and then we're going to go to a – oh, I need extended hours. That's what I need. No, I don't need extended hours. Uh, it's at $6.95, but it went all the way up to seven. Um, uh, 30 minutes. There we go. Yesterday he went in, uh, here it is at 15. This was the decision, uh, on January 16th at 1230, January 18th, when it was here, um, he went in at about, I think 12 o'clock. So it would be this candle, this candle right here is where he probably got in at about $5 and 40 cents. It went down to $4.57. It then went down to $4.35. It went all the way down to $4. So inverse Portnoy wins. Now, the dude bought in at 5 bucks, So he now is sitting on an enormous gain. Uh, I do not want you getting into save. I think it, what happened was save came out and they said, uh, hey, we're, we're upping our guidance. We're going to actually make money. So in the four hour, you can see the algorithm got you out before this huge drop doesn't have you back in. In the four hour, you can see that MACD line is down below that signal line. So you do not want to get in. Their earnings are coming up here on February 5th. This is one that you would trade on a significantly smaller time frame. Portnoy is still in this. This goes back to GameStop days. I mean, the dude is just hilarious. He's fun to watch. I really like him. I think it's a fantastic thing that he's doing, um, you know, for entertainment purposes. But do not believe that 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 Spirit Airlines is somehow magically saved. What they said today was, hey, their their seats are up. Um, but this is a company that is in severe, severe uh, restraints. Airlines just don't make money. They are losing $534 million. The only thing that was going to save this was a merger with JetBlue. Um, this is going to be uh, JetBlue, JBLU. This is going to be one of the, JetBlue was losing money. So this was going to be a merger. Airlines, airlines trade them. 
just trade them. You don't own them. But I do like the whole story of Portnoy. Uh, let's go. He made a fortune. Apple. Apple is now selling their uh, Vision Pro. Uh, it goes on sale, I think, at 11 a.m. Eastern. Uh, if you go to apple.com, they uh, put this uh, video up of it. This is probably what's going to launch them into a new product line. Uh, Apple, huge day yesterday, back up at 189. When I kind of told you, hey, when it gets near 180, if you don't have a position, you should start it. Understand, Apple is just buying their own stock back. So when you when somebody sells Apple, there's two people who mainly buy Apple. Well, three. There's the large money in hedge funds and stuff because they 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 want to get into it. Uh, they constantly trade in and out of it um, because of their allocations in those things. But Apple is buying it back, and uh, Buffett is buying back. If you don't think that Buffett is taking this this dip to buy more Apple, you're out of your mind. But they start selling the Vision Pro uh, by 8.05, and I joked, um, if you want to Google uh, South Park, your money is gone. Google that and watch that video. That's people at 8.05. Um, it will be sold out. It's gone. It's gone. I, I think they're doing like 100000 It's selling for $3,000. They will em- not immediately make their money back, but they will immediately boost their margin by a, million, uh, a couple, you know, maybe a billion dollars or something. It's going to be enormous. Um, stage bank names, uh, named their top picks for the year. Uh, one of their top picks is CMG, which is Chipotle. Um, uh, these are their top food picks. So to Chipotle is one. I'm not a fan of Chipotle. I hate that mint flavored rice, whatever the F they have. I, I'm not going to Chipotle. I'd rather go to a local, uh, little hole in the wall, uh, Mexican place than Chipotle. But I can't argue that if you're going to McDonald's or Chipotle, you should probably choose Chipotle. So I, I, they're, they're basing this on valuation. If you look at this stock, um, Chipotle is continuing to grow. Even with all their food poisoning stuff, this is a company that's just up and their upward trajectory. You're trading at the high. You've got a nice volume shelf putting in at about $2,000. So don't let the price scare you. Remember, you can buy fractional shares. Uh, Domino's Pizza. Oh, I don't want this one. Let's look at Domino's, uh, which is DPZ. Um, DPZ. That's it. I put D. Why did does it have DMZ in my notes? DPZ. Um, D Pizza. DPZ. Uh, four ten was the buy-in. You're at four twenty-two. They named this one based on valuation. Not sure if that's one you want to watch, but the one that that really caught my eye and the reason why I put the notes down. They mentioned Starbucks. And Starbucks is down 0.69. Remember, the algorithm doesn't, it has you in here at 92. Um, as of yesterday, kind of, I said, hey, I'm not sure. It doesn't really have confirmation. We have confirmation today. Now, their earnings are coming up January 30th. The MACD is down. This has been sitting in the uh, oversold territory of, of the RSI. The Bollinger Bands cinching up. Uh, you got gaps above. I don't know. I mean, China's still a worry for this one. So just be a little bit careful of this. Uh, I come from the land of lizards, which I learned is a fish song. Um, Mentioned on Spotify, and I just want to point this out. He bought Seeking Alpha. So far, finding it helpful. If you want Seeking Alpha, it's the second one here. If you buy it, you get a $50 off coupon. I think it's $189 um, per year. 
It's a good, great, great value. I've gone over uh, in the past week many times how much it helps me. So uh, I do believe in that. And I will have the alpha picks uh, coming up probably, I think, in two weeks. They're going to allow me to do it. I'll have a lot more detail. I've been playing around with it. I really like it. I would hold off on subscribing to it. Um, until I have a little bit more time and I can give you kind of some, some, some tips. Uh, Jay Webb from Spotify. What are your thoughts on the spot Bitcoin spot ETFs performance so far? I understand they are new, but in your opinion, how do you think spot Bitcoin will fare in 2024? Interesting enough. Um, I read this article yesterday. The Grayscale C, uh, CEO says most of the 11 approved Bitcoin ETFs won't survive defends its highest fees in the industry. So if we go back, there was a newsletter um, where I put in, let me see, um, I don't want the most popular, I want the recent posts. Um, let's see, I think it was last week at some point in time. Uh, all the B- Bitcoin ETF charts, maybe it was, essentially I put in one of the newsletters um, that valuation matters. And I included uh, um, all of the, uh, let's see, all of the fees that are charged by the Bitcoin ETFs. And Grayscale is by far the biggest one. There it is. This is it. So this is the Bitcoin. um, uh, These are the uh, annual fees. Look at Grayscale at 1.50. That's what he's been charging. Uh, now, their performance, I won't go over the charts. If you want to go over these charts or want me to go over a specific one, let me know. They're all down. They're all down. It was a sell the news strategy. So if we just go into GBTC and we look at that one, this is one that, you know, hey, it's it's had a solid gain. Here, the algorithm got you out at 91%. Uh, finally, after uh, what, November? It got you in in September. This is a 91% gain. But where, where could you have gotten out of? Once we hit this point down, this is now down 16%. So I I don't see them coming back. J-Web, I would rather see you in Bitcoin for the long term. I, your guess is as good as mine where they go. But the Grayscale CEO saying that those 11 Bitcoin approved Bitcoin ETFs won't survive. Interesting story. I think he's defending himself. Uh, I think he's going to have, he's got competition now. For the longest time, he wasn't in competition. So I'd keep an eye on them. They're still over, over, uh, overbought, in my opinion. I think um, Bitcoin has to leverage out a little bit. And I think the you'll see, there will be a clear winner in these. They're not tracking all the same. And that's what's interesting is they are not tracking all the same. Uh, so I, I, you just don't have enough candles here. I mean, it's been a week, so you don't have enough candles to, to actually tell where, which one's going where, uh, Nate John from, um, from Spotify. Would you be so awesome as to check out NOBL for me? Let's see. NOBL is ProShares 500 dividend aristocrats. Uh, dividend aristocrats are stocks that, um, increase their dividend for, I think 25 years. Uh, if we go to, we're going to go to Seeking Alpha and look at this because it's an ETF. Is it a great ETF? I mean, we can chart it against other stuff. Um, let's see, NOBL. And and the reason it's NOBL is because it is noble. So you can see momentum, expenses, dividends, A+, plus, A+, plus, A+. Plus. If you look at the holdings, the number one, Target. 
Target, we've gone over Target, how bad it's been the past couple of years. Sherwin-Williams, past couple of years, horrible. S&P Global, you're getting a, an actual, uh, you know, access to, you're getting exposure to the S&P Global uh, Index. Franklin Resources, Echo Labs, uh, Granger. Um, IBM, Medtronic, Abbott Laboratories. There are 69 holdings in the whole thing. If we go over here and we chart this and we will select, I'm going to select metrics because it's a dividend. You guys know how I hate dividend stocks. Well, I, I kind of hate buying this one because it's dividend. I'd rather see you in growth. And the reason I'd rather see you in growth, let's select some symbols. Let's just see QQQ. And let's trash the S&P 500 and instead put VOO. These are the two that you really want to look at because I'd rather see you in these. Now, one year, QQQ is up 49%, VOO 24%. Noble, your total return, including dividends, is 4%. Let's look at three years. Does Noble come close? Well, VOO is up 32%. QQQ is up 33%. Noble is up 22%. Five years. Let's look at that. Well, QQQ is up 158%. VOO is up 97%. Noble is up 64%. Well, let's look at the extra long one, the 10-year. Noble, you're up 171%. QQQ, you're up 417%. VOO, you're up 218%. Doesn't mean that Noble is a bad strategy. Understand the strategy for income is to be in dividend stocks. That's where this comes in. If you're in, if you're in your twenties and somebody who's in your their fifties or sixties is telling you, well, you should be in dividend stocks. Yeah, for fifty or sixty year olds, you should be in dividend stocks. It provides you income if you need income. For a twenty year old, you want to take a little bit more risk, in my opinion. I'd say buy the QQQ and VOO. So Nate John, my guess is you're not 80 year old, years old listening on Spotify. I think you should probably uh, you know double think that that noble one. Doesn't mean that it won't outperform uh, because some of those during a recession, you can see if you go to the three year, remember 2022 was a down year. Look at noble during that time. It was a solid, solid performer because you got dividends. And QQQ and VOO were down. So really depends on where you think the market's going, blah, 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 the whole thing. I, I, you know, that, that's what I think about Noble. Uh, an unknown username on Spotify asked me to u- look at UDAO. So UDAO is, I think it's triple levered. Let's see. It's, it's yeah, ProShares Ultra Pro, triple levered, the Dow 30. Uh, what do I think of this one? I think it's a triple levered ETF. Look at this one during this gain in November. The algorithm just got you out with a forty percent gain. This is going to track the uh, the S the I'm sorry the the Dow. Uh, excuse me, one second. I need a drink of water. I was screaming about dividends too much. <clears throat> but if we go over here and we look at you Dow, uh, and we look at the holdings, I'm going to look at the holdings. <clears throat> it's going to hold uh, United Healthcare Group. Uh, Dow Jones Industrial, Microsoft, uh, these are all swaps. So it's using some swaps. Uh, UDAO, sorry, I had to jump off here for a second. But uh, ProShares, United Health Group. So you can see that this is, it's a leveraged ETF. Do you want to hold it? No. Do you want to buy it? Probably. I mean, the Dow, the, here's the 52 week range, the highest 7485. The day's range today so far, you're at 7269. 
Um, if you think we're going higher, buy it. Algorithm doesn't get you in. Now, here's the thing. Algorithm, you probably want to listen to it. It makes you 22% versus a buy and holding this one over two years. Loses you 8%. Remember, it's a leveraged ETF. It's going to decay. It's going to lose you money based on the fees. Right now, RSI is kind of in no man's land. MACD, below the, uh, the, the uh, oscillator line. Do you want to buy? I think if we're going higher, this makes sense. This is very similar to TQQQ. It's the same kind of thing. You're just tracking a different index. That's all you Dow is. Uh, you know, here, TQQQ got you in at 49. We're at 52. I got in at 50. So, uh, Scott, I, I'm including his note about subscribing to the thing. Yeah, uh, I think it's good. Uh, let me see. Chris, I'm going to have to blow this one up so I can see it. Yet again, scans lead me to algorithm. This is from um, from the, the, the Substack. So it's from the newsletter, Chris. And if you want to read the comments, you can just go to yesterday's. Uh, yet again, scans lead me to agriculture fertilizer this time. MOS looks like a button hook forming on the 65 minute. Lots of volume held at 43 to 53, trading 12% below its book value, appearing to have bottomed out. Uh, no confirmation yet on the four hour. My guess is it's a cyclical play, 10 to 20% upside heading into spring. Your thoughts. Uh, and here is his chart. Here is Trendspider. You guys can share charts in Trendspider just like I can. Uh, it's not exclusive to me. Here's his uh, oscillators. This looks like a MACD or a stochastic kind of thing. This looks like an RSI. This one is the MACD, and you can see it down here. Uh, he's got a different setup than I do. So let's go to my setup so that I can see it. MOS over here. And he included links to Finviz. He included links to Seeking Alpha. I mean, this is what I love to see when you guys actually have a system and, and a psychology in place. Now, the four-hour algorithm, he's right. It doesn't have you in. But today, I can see that that, uh, that little tick up there is, is, is doing well. And the signal line is well below the oscillator. Uh, you're seeing it red. There's a huge gap between there. But it's coming up, uh, and the oscillator's cinching up. Now... The RSI is at 31. He's right. It's oversold. It spent a couple of days down there. The algorithm loses you 51% versus losing 25% just buy and hold. So understand that because of the price action in this stock, the algorithm may not work. Now, what I want really want you to look at in this one, because it's a commodity, it is basically a fertilizer company. I want you to go back to a weekly and I want you to go back to pre-pandemic. Where was this? So pre-pandemic, this was a $19 stock. Uh, Pre-pandemic, you know, 2018 and 19. Uh, you're welcome for the dogs barking in the back. Hold on, let me yell. Hey! <laughs> you're welcome. But but look at the long term. So, so the stock likes to be at this $33 point. But then it dips down even before the world was shut down it, 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 during COVID and it got to 19. So the valuation on this one may still be, still be overvalued, even though the PE is eight, the forward PE is nine. It is down 11%. Average target price, 39. These monkeys don't know what the F they're doing. This was an update upgrade. Look at this dude, 40 to 42 in November. Let's see how that performed. Because if he went in in November uh, at 40, let's see. The stock was trading in November 
at 33. He went from 40 to 42. Where'd the stock go? From 33 down to 31. These monkeys don't know what they're doing. On the long term, you're going down. While I commend your, uh, your, your look at this one, I would probably say look to this chart as being your guide because in good times, 2018 to 2020, before the world shut down, this had a very similar pattern. Uh, and we'll point this out with just a line. This had a very similar pattern down here as you're seeing right here from all-time highs. That is a super, super similar pattern from a long-term. So from a short-term perspective, if you're going on the 65-minute, the we'll go to a 65-minute algorithm, and you're looking to just scalp this one, which I think there's better ones to scalp because for scalping, you really want a lot of volatility. Uh, this one looks like you may have that 3171. You may have that volatility, but I, I'd probably keep my, my stops fairly close on this one because you're in a territory in the 65 minute that you haven't really been in. Maybe this one's similar back here in November where you went from 36, uh, 36 down to 32. Um, and you went from 36 to 31 here. Um, so you're seeing, here, here's what I see on the 65 minute. You're seeing lower lows. See how it goes lower lows right there? Um, and, and that's not a trend line. That's just lower lows. You're seeing it kind of put in a platform here. I think you may be able to trade it for 35, but it's understand this for me, I'm looking at that long term, and I'm saying, you know what, in this upward trajecting market, I'd probably want to take a chance on something like an Apple, something like a Cleveland Cliffs, something like a uh, Amazon, something like a, a even a Disney at 90, and you're up at 93 right now. Um, even a Meta at $380, even a, a Netflix that's trading at 479 that probably goes up to um, you know 500, uh, even an SMCI which today is up 25 percent to 380. Even things like that, that's where I would probably go. To a fertilizer company, eh, it doesn't get me excited. So scans, uh, let's go over some of these. Uh, FBCG, which is the blue chip growth, which is Fidelity blue chip growth, which I do have in the core portfolio. This one gets another MACD. Just kind of says we're going for, for another run. Uh, see how it bounced off there? Kind of says that we're going for another run. Amazon. We got a cross up in Amazon. Uh, this is, I've said it, buy it under this 150, 152. We're going for another run. Long term on Amazon, if you look at a weekly, we're fine. They've got their earnings coming up on January 29th. I mean, honest to God, at 150 and you're looking at a $200 stock, I think you're fine in that one. Uh, Google, I've said buy Google under 140. Uh, oh, I don't want GoGo. I want Google. G-O-O-G. We buy G-O-O-G because that's the one that they buy back. It's at 146. Um, 142 is the buy-in. We're just kind of hovering around there. I, I agree with this note. I think you'll be able to buy this under 130 at some time. But long-term, it shouldn't matter. If you don't have a position in Google, start it now. Just dollar cost average your way in if you go down. I think this is a solid company at a solid price. I think they continue to grow. Uh, and I, I like their Bard more than uh, – Bard is better to me than uh, ChatGPT. But I don't pay for either one. 
I just think that you know, Bard provides better. Uh, this is um, PayPal. We did have a golden cross here on the four hour. Uh, I'm going to remove this. Yeah, we'll just remove this one. Um, 6211. I don't think it's a bad price. It's up 2%. CEO, we went over that one, says that uh, they have stuff. Now, TJIA, BTU, Arch, FNGU. FNGU as a cross up. Understand that this one makes you 3% in the algorithm versus losing 28%. Now, you can see the pattern of the, uh, the, the MACD is up and down. We're in an upward trajectory on this one. Um, that's 516%. We're going to remove this because that, that's from a weekly. Uh, if you bought it last year, um, that was from a weekly chart to saying that, you know, uh, FNGO, you is, uh, super volatile and some boomer on seeking alpha saying, do not invest in it. FNGU is a trade. It's a triple levered ETF. This one, if the magnificent seven are gonna, you know, continue to, to lead like they have been leading this time. Yeah. And you know how I know the magnificent seven, our next cross up. This is a spider sector, XLG. This is the top 50 uh, S&P. So this one got you in, uh, this is secondary cross up on the algorithm, got you in at 37.77. This is not one that you're investing, you're, you're trading per se, but you're up 2% in 10 days. That's a normal kind of move. That's nothing, you know, in an upward trajectory market, that's a nice move. We talked about uh, Norwegian Cruise Lines. Well, RCL uh, today gets a, a, a nice little cross up, 125.25. You're going to fill that gap. That gap is only up at 129, but it's a nice move. Again, if you can find these things, you can you can uh, invest in them. Uh, AIQ, which is a ETF for uh, AI. Go over to Finviz and take a look at what it's, uh, what what's in the AIQ. $30.79. $30. So we got raw stores, we got Cisco, we got Splunk, we got Marriott, we got McDonald's, we got Micron. All of those have cross-ups. What does this mean? You guys have said it before. We're in a bull market. When you see a lot of cross-ups or when you see a lot of scans in my newsletter, my newsletter is free. When you see a lot of scans at the bottom of this newsletter, you just scroll down to the bottom and you'll get this in your email every day. Scroll down to the bottom. If you see a ton of scans of different ones that you haven't seen, we're in a bull market. That's all that one means. So the, again, the, the newsletter is free. If you want the weekend newsletter, that one's paid. It's 120 bucks a year. If you can't make 120 bucks with the education that I'm giving you on, on confirmation, MACD, button hook, algorithm, uh, cross up, RSI, Bollinger Bands, levered ETF, I say all of this stuff all the time. And I give you specific examples of what's in there. The feedback has been super positive from the community. So I really, really like it. The other thing that you get, if you subscribe to TrendSpider, go over here and you click this top button here and you go and subscribe to TrendSpider, you get my algorithm, uh, you get my watch list, you get my scanners, everything that I just did today, you can do on your own. Uh, and the other thing, when you subscribe to TrendSpider and the newsletter, you get a detailed look at my, uh, it's a two-part series of what my screen has on it and why. The, the, the specifics is why. Why do you, I use a nine-day? Why do I use a 21-day? Why do I use Bollinger Bands? Why do I use uh, MACD? Why do you I use RSI? You get all of that in the newsletter. So between those two, you get a great one. The third one that I think you should get is Seeking Alpha. And you get $50 off if you use that one. It is a solid tool. And the premium allows you to import your portfolio, gives you a nice portfolio grade. 
It gives you everything that you need. The other one that I say is, hey, just put $1,000 into Webull. If you have, if you don't have Webull yet and you don't know the great app that they have to trade on, I love it. The charts on your phone are beyond belief. Now, TrendSpider is getting a new uh, mobile app, which is rivaling uh, what I like about the Webull app. Uh, I think they've subscribed to Webull. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, anything else is here. You got all the socials up here. You got a private Facebook group, Instagram. You got X uh, or Twitter, Vosface, whichever one you want. You got my email address. You got threads. Everything is up there. You guys have a good weekend. The sun has come out. We are uh, positive. Uh, we have pulled back from where we were. But you know what hasn't pulled back is SMCI. SMCI. I've been pounding the table. We're at 390. 390. I said... Do we get to 400 before earnings? We're going to get to 400 today. <laughs> this stock is crazy. It is nuts. It is going nuts. Understand, this may justify pulling that uh, brokerage account out and taking that tax hit. This is a huge, huge gain. So hopefully I, I put enough in. I know I put some in at around 300 um, I put some in at 320. I put some in at 220. I put some in at 250. I've been buying this one all the way up. And I still say it is not, uh, I still say this, it is not overvalued. The PE right now is 35. That's overvalued. That will come down. But if they, they just remember, they just released guidance. So that PE is based on the historical earnings, not the earnings that they are going to announce. If their forward PE on the earnings that they announced is 18, that should be 20. So you still have upside on this one. So again, don't buy it at 386. Do not buy this stock today. Wait for a pullback. Every reaction in the market is an overreaction. Okay, have a great weekend. I will see you guys Monday.